0: Des Moines. From the Lithia Body and Paint Sports Desk, powered by BMW of Des Moines, this is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. Major League
1: Baseball is back. Let's start first in Milwaukee. The Cardinals down 5-4. The
2: Cardinals and there's a fly ball back in the deep right center field. Lorenzo Kane. <laughs>
1: The call from Fox Sports, Wisconsin. Next we go to Texas, the Cubs in town, and Javi Baez, hot. Touches on this inning, first pitch to Baez, hammered out there to right field, and it is gone. Dave Raymond and Rangers TV with the call, Cubs win it 12-4. And in Minnesota, the new acquisitions coming up big for the Twinkies. That'll work. Base hit,
0: left center field. Crews around third. He'll score the ball. Rolls to the wall. Rounding third. Crone is coming in. And the Twins take a 2-0 lead. Dick
1: Bremer on the call from Fox Sports North. And tomorrow morning at 10.30 a.m. On the women's side of things, it'll be the Iowa guys against NC State for a spot in the regional final.
0: Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. Alright, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. I'm gonna miss Dick Bremer when he hangs it up. He's really good, Trent. I like his call. I do too.
1: Uh, I've told you in the past that Burt sometimes can be a little annoying to me as much as I loved him as a
0: Minnesota twin. Now you didn't like Justin Morno, did you? Yesterday see, I don't like him in the booth. No. And he did the game yesterday.
1: Torrey Hunter is always rubbed me the wrong yeah, way the you way there. he departed. Oh, no. Not even him in the broadcast. So we're booth, not so. talking
0: about Torrey Hunter, the announcer. No. We're talking about Torrey Hunter, the announcer. But the way he left, I like Roy Smalley. Yeah, he's okay. he was good, but yeah, I wonder. I like did... Bly Levin. That's the and they don't do Circle Me anymore, do they?
1: They do. Do they? It just I thought they didn't. Well, there was a big brouhaha a year ago. Because they were doing away with it. Well, they were doing away with the sponsored segment part. Oh, okay. So you you could could still still do it. But it wasn't every single... It was the Minnesota Lottery, right? Yes, absolutely. So that was going away, or their sponsorship was going to a different place, and people thought with it that Bert wasn't going to be able to circle anybody anymore. Well, that's not the case. And, well, you know, going with the family, my sister, that's her favorite part, making (laughs) a sign and trying to get on TV because she could care less about the game. She'll drink a green belt with me, and that's about it. Swill. Oh, it's so good. Ugh. Oh, I am. Well, a week from right
0: now. You'll be there. I'll be there. That's good. Sponsored by Mr. Executive, the final four coverage brought to you by our friends, Mr. Executive, mrexecutive.com. And
1: uh, thank you to everybody over there. If you're thinking about some new hair, hair replacement,
0: yes. Difficult decision. Leon Emmons, my good friend, Leon Emmons, uh, has Mr. Executive. So, twelve one,
1: can I have my first grain belt?
0: I mean, I have an eleven o one. If I don't care,
1: <laughs> well, and then Friday, I'm probably just going to what call in a couple times. Yeah, do that. Well, yeah. Are
0: you so you're not going to go to KFAN? Or are you going? I will Monday. Are oh, you going to be there Monday? I'll, I'll be there in. Monday.
1: I'll be able to do the full two hours with you from I'll the KFan in. Studios. I'm good. A,
0: really excited. Hopefully, PA will be well. In. You know, he's out of town all next week because I tried to get him on today and he was ah. just too busy. And he's gone all next week and back. When's April seventh? That's what he told me. He's back. When's April seventh? Is that Friday? I don't know. I'm looking at my calendar real quick here. <laughs> this is riveting radio. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, it's Sunday. So yeah, the 8th, you'll be there. He'll so be he'll there. APA. That's awesome. Good.
1: Meet You've him. never met him, have you? Not in person? Yeah. Meat sauce? Who else I know up there? Common man?
0: I like Common Man. That's a very popular station. Yes. Sister station of us, KXNO and KFAN. Well, let's take a real quick look, Tram. We've got Dylan Monts coming up here in a few minutes, and we're going to talk some baseball with Matt Snyder. And then, and only then, we will get to the Claxons Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the games we're going to use tonight, just in case you want to do some prep in advance of, you're going to call in about 11.50. We'll use the four games tonight. The tiebreaker is going to be total home runs hit tonight. 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 How many games we got tonight? Eight scheduled. Eight scheduled. Okay. Three of which are domes. So, you know, those three are going to, but they're all West Coast. So, So you're going to have to,
1: yeah, you're going to have to do maybe a little more thinking on that tiebreaker. A little meteorology
0: preparation, but I think, I think we'll be good. So, yesterday there were, every team played. uh, um, So, 15 games and there were 48 home runs hit, which I believe was a major league opening day record. But that's the tiebreaker today. How many home runs tonight? in MLB. Tonight, we have the final four games of the Sweet 16. Not which game is going to be, if you could only watch one, but which game has the chance to be the most entertaining? It, to me, it jumps off the page. Most entertaining game tonight is going to be what?
1: I think in terms of entertainment value, especially compared to what we saw, that late window <laughs> last night. Yeah, that late window was bad last night. i
0: And mean, not bad, it was no, it was, it was bad. defense. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was bad. bad. Yeah, okay, it was bad. Not a lot. Of, I mean, Michigan offensively. You hit yeah. the nail on the head in the first hour. That was whew. that was that was more bad offense as opposed to good defense. And there was good defense. Yeah, yeah. But it was putrid offense. It's bad. So, which game tonight's going to be the most entertaining? Carolina yes. against Auburn. Couldn't agree with you more. Now Auburn's got to hit shots. Yes, they do. I mean, that's that's hit their that built Yep. If
1: they're hitting threes, though. Settle in. Mm-hmm. Two teams that are going to play fast. Yes, they are. They're going to get up and down. Uh-huh. I do wonder, though, if Bruce Pearl is going to say, unless we hit 12, 14 threes, we're probably not winning a track meet here
0: with North Carolina. But I don't think they have a choice though, do they? North Carolina is going to try and impose their will in this right. game. You're going to play our style whether you want to or not. I'm with you. I think that has a chance and it's it's an early window. It's the it's the second game. Michigan State-LSU, which in its own right will be good. LSU's been one of the stories of the tournament. When mm-hmm. you factor in Will Wade and the suspension and losing the head coach the way that they did and he is he getting bad advice. Because the the administrators at lsu just come talk to us tell us the truth yeah i mean they've yeah. got recorded audio they've got him on record is saying they're about to make the payment but if apparently well, was
1: it a big ass deal a
0: big ass deal yes that was the exact words <laughs> or, or offer or whatever yeah big ass was part of it yes um so they, they they ask him to come and just tell us the truth, and we'll reinstate you. He wouldn't do that. He must he, have a lot more to hide. Well, I guess. I mean, deny, 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 right? Right, yeah. I mean, Robert Kraft's attorney is, yes. is, is on record today saying, "No, oh, that we're going to get this video evidence thrown out. In a way, I hope they do, because it's going to hit the net. Nobody oh, wants yes. to see that. No. Uh, but that's going to be the case. But I'm guessing his attorneys are saying, no, don't admit anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... LSU has been one of the better stories of the tournament. And wouldn't it be the, what
1: we see in college basketball right now with the ongoing FBI case and everything else? I mean, wouldn't it just be apropos that LSU makes the Final Four? Yeah, with all that hanging over their head, right? And to have to go through Michigan State <laughs> and Duke to do it, yes. And then if they get there, and you have to take the
0: records oh. down and the banner down, etc. It's coming down regardless. This it, year. it is. I got it. Their SEC so. championship is coming down. Yeah, probably so. Uh, late games tonight: Votek and Duke. Duke escaped is Duke they were and of course well, Duke was out
1: without Zion well Virginia Tech was out yeah. without Robinson that point guard yeah still
0: not Zion he's, yeah, he's, he's yeah. college basketball I mean Robinson's
1: a really good player he
0: is but Zion's a, a, another level uh, of elite players here's my thing do we see Duke as vulnerable after what we saw I mean Trent they got lucky they did yes that, that ball yes. That, that shot falls I don't know 9 out of 10 times mm-hmm. I don't think that's crazy to say um but it didn't when it mattered most. Right? Is Do we see Duke as vulnerable? Yeah, I think it, it was. And might be. Might we be wrong in seeing them as vulnerable based on that last week? Might well, that and, just and have that's been the
1: blip? what I kind of maybe expect to see here. Is we've seen plenty of times where teams that go on to win national championships they've struggled early or mm-hmm. in that round of thirty-two in a Sweet Sixteen game, and then. They can turn it on and run Survive
0: and advance. That's what it's
1: all about here, and and I really anticipate that's what we're going to see in this game. The other one, I don't have a feel at all, and I know PJ Washington
0: for Kentucky. Well, what's his status? He's the he's out of the booth. Is he, he, is he or isn't he?
1: That I think plays in it. And this Houston team, they're tough. I. I, I I don't have a handle. Of all the games, that's the one. I'm with you. Anything could happen, and I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm with you. All right, we'll take a timeout. Dylan Monts going to slide on in here. We will talk some Iowa State football with Dylan. Miller and Condon still to come. We're going to do some baseball talk. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. And then Claxons. before we leave at noon, we're on Des Moines Sports Station 1460. Our mission. For our sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio.
2: This is 1460KXNO.
0: Hi, right, welcome back, Miller and Con in Condon, Des Moines Sports Station 1460KXNO with you until noon. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports.com. We'll talk MLB with Matt. Coming up in about 15 minutes, sometime after that. But before we leave at noon, we will give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends in Altoona. Claxon's Barbecue, com on the web, 3131 uh, 8th Street in Altoona. Let's get Dylan Monson here, covers Iowa State for the Ames Tribune, back on the football beat. And had a chance to talk with Tom Manning, and you can read his latest piece at AmesTrib.com. I did. Matt Campbell, accountability falling into place. This is posted at com. Dylan, Trenton Ken,
3: how are you? Yeah, doing well. And um, like I was saying, a trend, uh, we're kind of getting our, our football fix here now that uh, almost all the in state teams are, are done basketball wise. Obviously, the Iowa women still have a, a little bit to go. But yeah, spring football is here.
0: Indeed, and let the bells ring out and the banners fly. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love it. I'm always into it. Uh, you know, over the years, I've had a variety of partners that weren't really as passionate about it as it. it's tough when you. But thankfully, Trent's into it, so we will talk a lot of football here in the next uh, between now and the end of April. we uh, regarding spring football and, and your piece, Dylan. Very, uh, very. Um, it's a good read because it uh, it takes you inside the practice that you were able to see. And while there is no depth chart, you kind of put out a depth chart from what you saw with your own eyes and offensive line at least as we sit here in april to begin the spring is the offensive line that we saw at the end of the season last year
3: yeah it was kind of that that was the one objective i had i wanted to kind of suss out maybe what they were going with early uh, as far as the offensive line and then you look at running backs and wide receivers and um, some of the linebacker spots and safeties and things of that nature but but yeah as of now it looks like that that offensive line is held pat with um, Julian Good-Jones at left tackle, Colin Olsen at left guard, uh, Colin Newell at center, um, Josh Kniffle at right guard, and then Bryce Meeker at right tackle. So that, that's kind of the group that they're going to take in right now. And uh, again, it's so early that I would not be surprised at all if that changes at least a little bit here, um, maybe this spring, but but certainly once it gets to the fall and they kind of get a little bit closer to game time, that they kind of figure out some things because that, that's really what they're doing right now is just kind of tinkering and uh, working second-team guys in and um, that's kind of what Tom Manning said the other day, is that um, they're really kind of feeling out depth and maybe who can push guys for different spots. A step
1: backwards for a moment, and Ken brought up the, the depth chart. What is the, the reasoning or the justification behind Coach Campbell and the reason that we don't get to see a spring depth chart and the reason that it seems like it's something that's very lock and key with his him and his staff compared to a lot of other coaching staffs?
3: Yeah, it's a good question. I, I haven't really heard any, any definitive reason. Um, I know there will be slight tweaks even in the fall, um, but o- overall that doesn't really change. I think it's just kind of, um, you know, more of an idea. So I think in the spring they've kind of taken the approach of, um, you know, they don't even necessarily know. I'm sure they have an idea internally of who's going to be where and kind of who, who they like in different spots. Like I'm sure, you know, Josh Kniffle is in, in danger of losing his job by any means or Brock Purdy's going to be the guy at quarterback and, and things like that but um you know i am not really sure i think it's probably just um you know protecting themselves a little bit not putting too much pressure on guys and and kind of thrusting them in the spotlight even if they are ready it's just kind of um you know more of uh, a touch and go type of of slow process for them so i think that's probably most most of it but i know um everybody that kind of wants to get their their football fixed here uh, would like a depth chart and
0: uh, Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune is our guest. Dylan uh, graduated a lot of receptions last year. There's opportunities for some guys to to step up, and some guys have been waiting a while to get that opportunity. Uh, there's some opportunity at the wide receiver position.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Talk about Hakeem Butler first. Um, at 1,300 receiving yards last year, single season record. You lose. Um, you know, efficient production with Matt Eaton, uh, you know, you talk about um, teams, team Buckner had a couple, uh, you know, nice catches from the F tight end spot. Um, so they, they'll have some guys they gotta, have to turn to, um, but it sounds like Shante Jones has really kind of been the guy that's come on and, um, you know, had a really quality freshman season. Um, you know, slumped, I guess you could call him maybe a little bit as a sophomore, bounced back nicely as a junior, even though that, that is crowded. Um, at the wide receiver spot, and then, um, you know, going into his senior season, I think um, he's really kind of embraced that role and been kind of their go-to guy along with Tariq Milton. Uh, And then that third starting spot is kind of up in the air, it sounds like. They've worked um, Jalen Martin there. Um, You know, you could see Sean Shaw, Joseph Skates, uh, two young guys um, that are big bodies and and really capable pass catchers. So um, the thing with it is they're going to have some guys that have experience like Dones and Milton. But then there's, there's guys that are unproven like Martin, Gates, and Shaw. So that's kind of, um, you know, a lot of the intrigue and the unknown with it is, um, you know, there's talent there. They feel good about it, but they're, they're kind of waiting to see what it does uh, out on the field.
1: Over on the defensive side of the football, their front three, if you will, with Bailey, Ray Lima, and Waziruke, is as good as Iowa State, I think, has ever had. I mean, it might be. You, you look at what they have up front. The question becomes depth, and anymore in college football, so many teams are rotating a bunch of different guys in there. Who are some of the names outside of Jamal Johnson who we've seen out there? Some other names a little bit deeper, you think, is going to get some run this spring and then into next fall?
3: Yeah, uh, Jamal Johnson, they're, they're really uh, excited about him. He's obviously a guy that I think came in and, and gave quality relief to Ray Lima, and if they had to go into a four-man front, I think he was, uh, you know, really good in that too. But on the defensive end, I think is where it gets, um, you know, really intriguing. Is um, they they do go young uh, once they get out there. Zach Peterson, um, uh, an in-state kid who redshirted last season but came out um, and did play um, some under that rule. And he, he's uh, you know, big. I, I don't know his exact uh, size, but he's he's a big kid, physical. Um, And same with Blake Peterson, who's uh, an early enrollee. He was part of this 2019 class. Um, You know, good pass rusher. And then Matt Leo, um, again, who had cleanup surgery, it sounds like, in the offseason to take care of a few things and is limited um, a little bit here this spring. But um, I think he he showed flashes of what he could be. So uh, I I think they will have depth. But again, um, some of it is. Young, a little bit of it is unproven from a longevity standpoint, but um, I, I think they're they're liking what they're building there um, with some of those guys because they they do feel really good about what they have um, starting.
0: Yeah, Matt Leo was forced into action when Waziruke went down last year, but I thought, as you said, I thought he flashed last year as well. Linebacker wise, we know Spears got one of those jobs locked down. We know Mike Rose has got one of those jobs locked down, but Will McDonald's an interesting part of this equation, because I thought they wanted him on the defensive line. Is that just a product of, you know, he's one of our best players and we need him on the field, and they're trying to move him to the linebacker position? I thought he was going to be up front, but they're trying to work him into the linebacker spot, Dylan?
3: Yeah, I think it's just testing him out, and I think you're exactly right when you say that they just want to get their best 11 guys on the field. So I'm I'm not necessarily ready to say he's going to stick at linebacker and be the guy there. Um, but I think they're they're really intrigued by his versatility and his skill set because he's really tall, but he's not uh, you know a thick thick kid like like a Matt Leo or any Wasarek. I think he he's a little bit more versatile and can flex both positions and um, really athletic. He was a high school basketball player, so he kind of came on the football a little bit late, but I think he's he's an intriguing look there. Um, Jake Hummel uh, is another guy to watch there. He he's been out this week with the flu from from what Matt Campbell was saying, but. Um, really can cover in space and is fast, and um, you know I think Orion Vance is the guy that is, is going to be in the mix of linebacker. Although I think he might be more of that middle type, um, but then you, you get some some younger guys like Chandler Pulvermacher, um, Gary Vaughn, um, two guys that redshirted last year uh, who were rotating in with that first and second team. So uh, they're they're just trying to figure out, you know, obviously who's going to start in that um, that other spot, but. Um, maybe get like the six to seven guys that they can feel comfortable rotating into that linebacker position um, to give those guys breaks and relief and and obviously be um, kind of a fill-in for for Willie Harvey because I thought he he was kind of the the glue that held it all together and was able to really cover in space nicely.
1: The star position, something that's uh, becoming more and more prevalent across college football. It's been something that's been a part of Iowa State's defense, though under Matt Campbell. Some names that you expect to see there. Braxton Lewis, he'll be out there, Lawrence White, Greg Iceworth who was outstanding. Boy, was he good. And for his first campaign with the Cyclones, and I know they're bringing in a bunch of uh, some young safeties that might get a shot here throughout the summer, but what about that star position?
3: Yeah, I think uh, Braxton Lewis is a, a good candidate. Um, I'd say Richard Bowen's who's kind of bounced back and forth between cornerback and and safety. I think he's he's kind of a long athletic kid was a high school a track um, you know, standouts. He was a hurdler, so he's kind of got some athleticism to him. Can run, um, so I'd say watch for him. Arnold Azuna has been kind of a guy that's that's um, you know moved over from corner and worked with the safeties a little bit. So uh, they're they're building up names there too. But again, it, this spring is just kind of a, a feel out period and, and maybe who fits uh, you know into each spot best because Keontae Jones is a guy who was at safety. They moved to corner, so that they're just kind of. Um, tinkering with a few things right now in terms of finding the best spots for those guys but i'd say those are probably a few of the, the names to watch at least um in these few weeks here this spring
0: when you guys got an opportunity to watch were the quarterbacks doing anything and if so did you see uh, and did anything catch your eye
3: uh they, they a little bit um they were they were kind of doing some different um motion stuff with the wide receivers and running backs uh, splitting them out wide and um, you know just, they were just making simple throws over the middle and stuff, but um, you know Purdy obviously ha- has zip on his ball, and um, you know Real Mitchell is getting out there and he he looks pretty good just in the you know very limited time um, that we got to see him. And then John Kohler, uh, who's Charlie Kohler's brother, transferred from Oklahoma State. He's in there in that mix, and then Houston Dean um, is is a true freshman quarterback, and he was um, you know he enrolled early and and is here kind of uh, getting those spring reps. So. Uh, they kind of replenish their their depth at quarterback, I would say. But um, again, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of who stands out and and kind of stakes stakes claim to that number two spot behind Purdy. But, uh, right now, it looks like it'll be um, you know Real Mitchell.
0: To refresh my memory, Dylan, because there was always talk all last year that you know they're going to find a way to get Real Mitchell on the field and there, you know, maybe not as the quarterback, but they're going to find a spot for him. They're going to run a package for Real Mitchell. Did
3: they ever? Did they do in
0: the bowl game? Maybe.
3: Yeah, he got a little bit of run in the bowl game. Um, really, really limited. Um, I think toward the end of the year, they wanted to pre- preserve his redshirt, especially when Brock Purdy kind of made his claim just so they could um, stagger the classes a little bit. So they didn't want to you know, go burn him and then um, have him be right on track with Purdy. So they, they tried to pick their spot him, and they did use him a little bit in the bowl game, but uh, I think now that they don't have anything to lose in terms of his, his eligibility, I think you'll see him a lot more just Uh, frankly, just because they have to find guys and and ways to replace the production that David Montgomery and Akeem Butler left. So they'll find uh, different avenues and try out different guys. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if if you see that Blaze package, um, as they call it, uh, a little bit more.
0: Have a good weekend, Dylan. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Dillamont's Ames Tribune. Read them at amestrib.com. Amestrib.com. Well, from Cyclone Football to MLB, Matt Snyder, a senior writer for CBS Sports.com. He joins us. Matt, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Matt Snyder. How are you?
2: Sure thing. Uh, really good. I uh, was in Cincinnati for opening day. Nice. It was a good game. It was a fun one.
0: Yeah, our buddy so, Bill Bender we, was we have there. Real
2: baseball back.
0: Yes, yeah, it's great yeah, to have we, it. Uh, so that what was the what was the occasion? Uh, help me out. 150th year of baseball in Cincinnati. Is that what it was?
2: Yeah, well, they're saying it's it's Major League Baseball's 150th anniversary, but that's actually like basically just the ret- they were the first professional right. team, so that's why Commissioner Manfred was there. Now, why didn't they get
1: to start the eleven thirty in the yeah, morning? Yeah, like like it used to be. Yep. I, I don't. I hate to sound like the old guy on radio, but I'm being the old guy on radio. Yeah, you're working with one too. Why can't we just have the Reds to open up the season? Hey,
2: Japan aside, I mean, I would have. I would have had to wake up at like five in the morning. <laughs> well, <laughs> You've been fine. I can't get on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know what though? I I think I'm fine with the tradition having changed, but for this anniversary mm-hmm. and with Manfred there. They could have highlighted the parade that the Reds are the only team to have an opening day parade, and the entire city basically shuts down and goes to that. Uh, They could have done a better job of highlighting that and and making light of it for sure.
0: Uh, DeGrom versus Scherzer yesterday. Trent and I both feel that, you know, Kershaw, there's there's going to be some Kershaw debate in there, but we think the two best pitchers in the National League are the two that were on display yesterday. Scherzer versus DeGrom. Boy, oh boy, Uh, opening day. Doesn't get much better in that matchup.
2: Yeah, those are the two best. Uh, I mean, Kershaw is obviously a Hall of Famer, and you know his prime was probably similar to Sandy Koufax's, but that's past now. Yeah, I mean, last year he was not elite; he was just really good, and he's been banged up the last three or four years. It's hurt now, and it's mm-hmm. his shoulder. So, I think it's fair to say we can remove him from that conversation going forward, uh, as long as we still respect what he did historically.
1: You know, with that, we had a lot of talk yesterday as we were giving out our predictions sure to go wrong in Major League Baseball for the season. The National League East, I think, one of the more intriguing ones. You had Atlanta ahead of schedule a year ago, and all that young talent coming through. The Nationals, though, they lose Bryce Harper. There's a ton of talent still there. The Mets are the team that that I kind of struggled with getting a uh, getting a look at. Take us a little bit deeper here. I, I know there are Mets fans and. They might be getting a random flag here down the line uh, with one of our giveaways. There are plenty of Mets fans from that run in the in the '80s. What this squad? What what's a realistic expectation for them this season?
2: Well, the Pro Mets expectation—they're they're absolutely good enough to, to win the National League. I mean, it's, oh. we, we just saw them do it in 2015. It, they're getting. You know, speaking of 2015, they're getting desperate back probably in like July or August. What if he provided the offense with that kind of boost? Well, this time around the offense is better. I mean, they've got – Nemo's good. Uh, Pete Alonzo's up. Maybe he could have a big rookie year. We know about Robinson Cano. We know about Michael Conforto. They, he, Wilson Ramos is a big upgrade at catcher. If the rotation is right at the right time, like it was in 2015, DeGrom, Sindergaard, Wheeler, Matt. And then you go to the bullpen, Familia and Diaz at the back end. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely – the, the upside is World Series champion. Um, you know, the downside, especially in this division, fourth place. I mean, you could see Syndergaard, Wheeler, and Matsall all get hurt. Oh. The rotation falls apart. You could see uh, oh, Alonzo needing to go back down to the minors. You know, you could see Conforto get hurt again. There's, there's a lot of variance in this team. Like, there's a lot of teams that have a way higher floor, but they're stealing just as high as anybody in the National League.
0: Who's the team this year that you know? We've seen the Royals come out of nowhere. Tampa last year had a terrific year, one ninety ball game. Uh, and this is not necessarily you know quote small market, but who's like team that's going to sneak up on somebody this year that you know is going to come out of nowhere? It was really disappointing last year, but boy, they sure got to go in this year. Who's that team going to be, Matt
2: Snyder? I, I, I don't, I don't feel like there are any because the, the answers that I would have to that would be like the Reds or the Padres. Or the twins, but I feel like enough people have mentioned Mm -hmm. those teams that I don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't think they're. But again, there you go. That's sneak up and surprise everybody. Team, it would surprise me too. Uh, I I took the over on the Mariners in my over under column, but I said it was like seventy. And I, so I can see. I'm, I think they're going to win like seventy-five to eighty. They're
0: three and all already, right? right? But
2: I, I, yeah, I don't want to go crazy over 3-0, <laughs> right. but man, it's against the A's and the Red Sox. It's not like they're beating up on the Royals, right? Good point. So, uh, I don't think I have a great answer for that one. But you know, I could see the Reds or the Padres or the Twins being like a surprise playoff team.
1: Well, let's go a little bit deeper on that Twins team, as I am a Minnesota Twins fan, so I want to bring them into the conversation. Brios looked like a star yesterday. He was outstanding. Now it was against an Indians offense that certainly was not in full strength, without Francisco Lindor. Ramirez is banged up, and this Indians team—they got some stars on that team, but something I mentioned the other day, Matt, I don't like the rest of that roster. You might love one through seven or one through ten, but eleven through twenty-five, there's some question marks there. How how realistic is it the Twins to run down the Indians this year in your mind?
2: It's realistic. I. I... You know, when I saw the Lindor injury I, I, in our uh, workroom, our slack room, I, I made a quick comment like, man, I'd like to change my Indian prediction to the Twins. So we're not overreacting to one day. I'm just thinking, if Lindor's out for six weeks, that lineup is awful. It, I mean, it, Carlos Santana is probably slightly above league average hitter. Jose Ramirez is an elite superstar. But nobody else in that lineup looks like even a league average hitter to me. They're all below average. That's terrible. And, I mean, it's not to take anything away from the, the outing the Twins got yesterday from their A's, but good Lord, that lineup sucks, man. And I, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It's terrible. Uh, there, There's one thing to like about this team it's the rotation. One through five, it is outstanding. Brad Hand as a closer is very good. I don't even like the rest of that bullpen, though. I don't like the rest of the bullpen. I don't like the lineup until Lindor comes back, other than Ramirez and maybe a little Santana. Uh, I, I think the, the division is ripe for the taking, and the only team good enough to do that is the Twins.
0: Hmm. Matt Snyder, CBS com, is our guest. Matt, uh, since Trent asked a selfish one, I'm going to follow <laughs> suit. So I, I'm a Blue Jays fan. What, what concerns you about Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? Where may he fail?
2: Every... Every time I talk to a scout, they say he's not going to end up being on the field. He He's not going to last at third more than a few years. He's going to move over to first after a few years, and then he's going to have to be a DH. He's just too big. He's way bigger than a dad. Was. Way
0: bigger. you thicker, um, yes.
2: So I guess your concern is how much value can, can a bat-only guy be? Well, you know, your, your upside is David Ortiz and Edgar Martinez, and that's awesome. But, I mean, you've got to be an all-time great hitter to be that valuable when you only hit. And I think a lot of people think it's possible he will hit like that. I mean, any highlight you see of him, it looks like he could be Edgar Martinez and David Ortiz. Um, But that's a high, high bar. So that's the concern is, is he going to be able to do enough defense and base running to to keep up with the bat and make him be an all-around valuable player instead of just
1: Last year, Matt, we got to see one of the most historically inept baseball teams of all time in the Baltimore oh Orioles. My gosh. I watched them yesterday for <laughs> a while against the Yankees. This team might be worse. I, I, I was taking a look at the 40-man roster. I couldn't even get close to half of the names that I knew coming into this one. Matt, uh, the rebuilding project in Baltimore, this is not a, a two-, three-year project. This thing looks like it's going to take a decade. Yeah, it's
2: it's bleak. Uh oh, it starts at the top they have a day, bad owner who's kind of metal yep. it looks like he's going to keep his hands off for a second but part of the problem here was uh they only had like one tradable asset last year and which was Manny Machado and it looks like they got a decent return for him but it, if you look at the team now they don't really have anybody that's that tradable i mean maybe Michael Givens if he has a good year as their closer, I don't know how many games he's going to get a close. Six. <laughs> uh, it's possible like Dylan Bundy or Andrew Kashner, pitched to the point where they could become tradable, but Kashner sure didn't look like it yesterday. No, he didn't. Uh, it's going to be a long time. They're, they have a bad farm system. Part of the problem is a lot of people talk about tanking and teams not trying. Well, The Orioles were 47 or 15 last year, but go back to the start of the year, they were trying. They signed Alex Cobb in the spring. They weren't actually trying, and they still ended up forty-seven and one-fifteen. They had Manny Machado for half a season, and they still ended up that bad. (laughs) It's like I said, it's dire. Uh, Five years minimum on (laughs) the rebuild there. Uh, Michael Elias, new general manager, is a a nice guy from everything I've heard. He comes from the Astros system, so we've seen this come to fruition before. Maybe he's the right guy for the job. It's gonna take a while before we can judge.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Last thing for you, Matt Snyder, CBS Sports. Um what what was it in, in in Luke Voigt's case, was it simply that he was blocked in St. Louis? What he has done since he's donned the pinstripes must have Cardinal fans just scratching their head thing, <laughs> we might have made a small error here. What was wrong? Was he blocked? I mean, I know Goldschmidt's there now, and Carpenter probably would have been over there, but, you know, they love him at third base, too. But Voigt, it seems like that's one that got away.
2: Sometimes things just just don't work somewhere, and, and inexplicably, well, we hear it all the time change of scenery. I mean, he didn't really get much of a chance in St. Louis. I'm looking at 137 plate appearances. So he hit 240 with a 307 on base? I mean, he did hit the five home runs, but he was a below average hitter there. Um, again, it's a really small sample. It, it might have just been a case where they didn't give him a chance and they should have, but I, again, sometimes it just happens, and it's not a team's fault or anything. Sometimes a player just needs uh, a, a chance somewhere else it could be the case that he, he would have been this good in St. Louis, and it could also be true that he needed to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we'll never know. But it definitely looks like one that got away.
0: It certainly does. Matt Snyder, we're going to let you get away. Thank you for what you do for us. We'll talk to you down the road, Matt. Appreciate it. Baseball's back.
2: All right. Yeah, it is. Have a good one, guys. Good to
0: talk to you. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. You know, I wanted to bring it up, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to be mistaken. He's the Indiana grad, right? Is yeah, he? yes. That's what I thought. you. Watch the team losing the NIT in the NIT. When was that? Thursday, Wednesday against thir- Wichita. We're? Yeah, earlier this week. Anyways, um, let's do this. All right, let's give away some Claxton's barbecue. We we're, will take. are just giving away things all the we time, time. really these and days, truly you are. giving mood. We are. Um Klax's Barbecue, not just yet, because all the lines are busy. Well, I'm busy in the moment. We're going to give the winner a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up, 25 What did it take last week to win the gift certificates? Do you remember? Two and two. Two and
1: two. That's all it is. against gets number one and three with the tiebreaker. Got second place. Got
0: second place. You don't $25. have to be great. We fed you a rack of ribs at Klax's for being below mediocre pretty good deal. It is a really good deal. Uh, we will do that. In fact, I'm going to open up the phone lines right now. The first four of you, if you get a ring, you are in. 284-5966, 284-5966. If you've won within the last 30 days, you're ineligible. So we'll catch you and kick you out. 2845966. Uh, we'll give you four games. All four of the games are going to happen tonight. The tiebreaker is going to be home runs hit in MLB tonight. Again, if you're getting a ring on your phone, you're in. Don't hang up. Trent will get to you. Miller and Condon Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 Markle run. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more.
2: From 1460 KXNO.
0: All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. had to do this earlier, Trent, but this hour, portions of which brought to us by FullerDental.net. A couple of locations. If you're in the market for a new dentist, you're new to the area. Uh, Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry, FullerDental.net, 2822 East 29th Street, Des Moines, 410 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. Dr. Stephen Fuller, proud graduate of the University of Iowa Dental Program. Uh, let's give away Claxons. Here's how we'll do it. We'll give you four games with the point spreads. You give us the right response, who will cover, or not. Uh, and then the tiebreaker, if we do need to get to that, will be total home runs hit in Major League Baseball tonight. There are eight games. Claxons Barbecue, 31-31, 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Uh, Bill is up first. Bill, Shane, Matt, and Ron in that order. Hello, Bill. How are you? Good, guys. How are you? Doing fine. All right. Michigan State is a six and a half point favorite over LSU. Michigan State. Duke is a seven and a half point favorite over Virginia Tech. Duke. Kentucky, two and a half over Houston. Houston. UNC, North Carolina, five and a half over Auburn. UNC. All right. And the tiebreaker, Bill, closest without going over. Eight games in Major League Baseball tonight. Scheduled tonight. How many home runs will be hit? 16. 16. Bill, thank you. Thank you, guys. Yep, appreciate it. Uh, Shane is next. Shane, welcome to KXNO. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing fine. Thank you for asking. Michigan State, 6.5 over LSU. Michigan State. Duke, 7.5 over Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Kentucky, 2.5 over Houston kentucky unc five and a half over auburn
2: uh let's go with uh let's go with auburn all
0: right taking the points there how many home runs in mlb tonight shane 13 thanks shane thanks matt and then ron matt welcome to uh, miller and condon how are you good how are you doing good michigan state six and a half over lsu like the tigers duke seven and a half over vautech duke kentucky two and a half over houston
3: Houston.
0: North Carolina, five and a half over Auburn. We'll take Tar Heels. Okay. And how many home runs tonight, Matt? Closest without going over all teams, eight games. 19. 19. Thank you, Matt. And Ron wraps up Claxons for another week. Hi, Ron. How are you? Okay. How are you guys? Doing doing? fine. Uh, Michigan State, six and a half over LSU. Michigan State. Duke, seven and a half over Vautech. Duke. Kentucky, two and a half over Houston. Kentucky. UNC, five and a half over Auburn. Uh, UNC. All right. How many home runs tonight, Ron? 20. 20. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. And there you go. For another week, Klaxon, Smokehouse and Grill, thirty one 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Klaxon, bbq.com on the web. All right. Do you have an opinion on any of these games tonight?
1: You know, I, I was so confident yesterday in two of those games, and they went completely awry. If Florida Tonight? State
0: was getting how many? Seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Got back up to eight
1: yeah. late last night. I was already locked in at seven and a half, and uh, they had that run. They, had to, they, had to, they cut it to three. Yeah. And then went back the other way. Um, I don't really have a strong opinion on any of these games. Well, I won't stop you. So what? Well, yeah, I'm going to be fired right. You're right. I have a problem. Yes. Everyone can laugh about it, but I have a problem, and i got to get action down. Mm-hmm. Baseball was profitable yesterday. We're good. Yes, good, yes so Lisa yeah.
0: wasn't a completely lost.
1: Day right. If the money I made there, I lost in college basketball. It was great. Um, I nothing. I think LSU covers. Okay.
0: I like, I How think... about yeah?
1: You talk me into something. That'll be better. Ah,
0: uh, that that would be my play. I think LSU, LSU? covers.
1: Our friend Tom Caker, though he yes. only he doesn't like to wager offshore right. because it's a it's illegal. Right. He does. Uh, he's in a contest with some buddies, and he said, one of the guys in their group, and said, sold it very well, take all the favorites on the money line tonight. You, cu- you All put the a, favorites a on a the four money. Four-team mm. money line parlay. It's about three to one. Hmm. And you know it doesn't take a whole lot to twist my arm. I said, oh, yeah, I'll that's, jump that's aboard with that.
0: That's not awful.
1: Because what?
0: who's the most susceptible
1: to a loss tonight? How
0: about that? Uh, Auburn if they I mean North Carolina if they hit their threes yeah, Auburn can win Yeah, Auburn can win if they're hitting their threes Kentucky does Washington play we still don't know we still don't know they're still good inside
1: I I just don't feel confident with that Houston team either mm-hmm. see I think Duke opens
0: up a can tonight just runs away I think they do because everybody oh they're vulnerable right. they're vulnerable we saw they got lucky and they did mm-hmm. last week Uh we'll see it's gonna be fun gonna be fun um Oh, well, we'll have a Final Four, and you'll know who you're going to see in Minneapolis next week. Brought yes. to us by Mr. Executive, mrexecutive.com. You must be pumped up about that. I'm That's so your excited. bucket list. Is that the top of your bucket list? It I is believe it is, isn't
1: a it? A number one, a Final Four, three and a half hours away. Got family, going to hang out with them on Sunday. Place Plus, to lay your head, radio studio belt.
0: to do your show. Oh, so good. It's good to be Trent Condon. Thank you for joining us all week long. We're back on Monday. Murph and Andy Two Fanatics and Four Rush at 6 a.m. Monday morning. See ya.